Thank you for downloading this podcast from Emmanuel Church Lurgan. At Emmanuel, our vision is to help rewrite the story of Craigavon, Ireland and the nations with the good news of the Kingdom of God. We hope you enjoy listening to this message. Um, last Sunday we did Vision Sunday. Vision's so important as we know. And, but t- today is about the implementation of the vision. So over the last number of years what we've done is after Vision Sunday we've done a thing called All In Sunday. And basically, it's, it's what it says in the tin, really. It's just about how all of us can get in on this vision and be part of this great vision. And um, so one of the things that we are doing today is not just about strategy and structure, as I said in my prayer. Today is about lacing this with the power and the prayer of God's people in Matthew chapter 6, right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. You read the Sermon on the Mount, which is Jesus' great instruction for all of life in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And in the middle of, or in Matthew 6, he, he, he drops in three whens, or like three bombs, really. He says, when you pray. And then he gives a, a, a procedure about how you should pray. Go into your room, lock the door, don't let anybody see. He says, when you give, he said, and we're going to be talking about that in a moment. You know, give to the needy. He tells about how to do that. Don't let your right hand know what your left hand's doing. And then he says, when you fast. You notice that there are whens, not ifs. There there are expectations or things that God is expecting us to do in a daily rhythm of our lives. And so we said our staff sometimes, my little line is, as seasons rise, it can't be every other day with Jesus. It has to be every day with Jesus. We can't just be lackadaisical about this. It has to be a disciplined lifestyle. And so over the last season, I feel that God um, personally has been, sorry, I'm getting excited. I'm spitting. Um, Sorry, front row. Uh, So uh, that's why they keep it back a little bit. So um, one one of the things that God's been stirring my heart about over the last little season has been prayer. And especially over the last year, and maybe more so the last season, God's been really um, putting this into my heart, and Lauren had given me a word a year ago about wasting time in the presence of God. It seemed like a strange word, and she said that, you know, God's calling you to waste time in His presence. It's a bit of an oxymoron, and she said that, you know, as other people might look from the outside, they would think, why is Phil spending so much time in that place um, and she felt corporately this could be for our church. And so God has been stirring me around the idea that if we're going to go somewhere, we can't do the same thing and expect different results. That's, that's a foolish errand, to keep continue doing the same thing and expect it to be different. And so we can, and, and I felt that God, um, so I, I went into sort of prayer with God, asked him what was different or what he needed us to do different. And I feel that God is calling us into a system and into a place of prayer and intimacy with him like never before. And one of the passages, I'd love to read it with, uh, with you if you'd allow me to, in Exodus 17, um, one of my favorite um, people in the, all of the scripture is Moses. I've studied him and followed him and loved him for years. I preached in Union Street one time and one whole, for one whole year on Moses. And, and there's three big aspects of Moses' life that often I, I refer to. One is that he knew how to be with people. When he comes out of Egypt, we read about him coming out with the people. And I love pastoring, and I love people. I hope you know that. 
And so I, I love that. I love being with the people. And Moses knew that. He knew how to be with people. But when it came to Sinai, Moses had to know how to go ahead of the people. God called him up a mountain, and the job was to prepare the people to meet with God. And in the process of going up and down that mountain half a dozen times, they both began to realize that the people weren't ready for this meeting. And, and the people began to realize they weren't ready. And they said, Moses, you, you do intermediary. You stand with us. You talk to God and come and and God said, Moses, that's actually a good idea. He said, don't even let their animals touch the mountain because if they touch this mountain of the God, they'll die. And then there came a place in Exodus 17 where not only did Moses know how to be with the people, he knew how to go ahead of the people. But in this passage, he knew how to go above, above the people. Let's read it from um, Exodus 17, 8. If you've got it open in your Bible or on your phone, um, that would be great. The Amalekites came and attacked the Israelites at Rephidim. Moses said to Joshua, choose some of our men and go out to fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Moses fought the Amalekites as Moses had ordered, and Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. As long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites were winning. But whenever he lowered his hands, the Amalekites were winning. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and her held his hands up, one on one side, one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite army with his sword, and the Lord said to Moses, I would love you to underline this in your Bible, if you write in your Bible, I hope you do, um, underline this, write this on a scroll as something to be remembered. And then he goes this, he goes a little further, and make sure Joshua hears it. Amazing, isn't it? And then he says, Moses built an altar and called it, the Lord is my banner. Jehovah Nissi is the word there. The Lord is my banner. He knew how to go over the people like a banner almost. His banner over me is love. And so God has been calling, I feel me personally, and some people in our church to do exactly this, that there's a place of intercession and a place where if we believe the Lord's prayer to be true, and we know it is, there's a line and it says that your kingdom, let your kingdom come and be on earth as it is in heaven. How does that happen? It happens when people intercede and climb a hill of some description, metaphorically speaking, and, and, and my little expression is they grab the lapels of heaven and they pull and they tug until they come to earth. And that's going to come through a system of understanding, a new level of prayer like we've never known before. We know that Jesus said we, we should know how to ask. When you ask for something, you ask. It's simple. And then he said, there, there are times you need to seek. There's times you actually have to look for this. So it's not just a simple ask. There's a these are levels of prayer. It wasn't just a little famous line in the Bible. He said, there's times that you actually need to seek. You need to, you need to search for this. And then he says, there's times where you just have to knock. You just have to continually knock. And you feel like it's tireless and it's endless. And you feel like this week goes into next week. And this month goes into next month. And maybe this year goes into next year. But we continue to believe God. And we knock for a response of heaven. 
And that's where I believe God is calling us to. I've, I've written nine prayers, and they're in the prayer room, so I don't need to read them all right through. And I'll basically give you a little paraphrase of what they're all about. They're going to be in the prayer room for us all. And these are prayers that I feel that we need to contend for, we need to fight for. The first one is around righteousness and holiness, that God... The Bible tells us in 1 Peter 4, 17, that judgment starts in the house of God. So if God's going to clean up something, he's going to have to start where it starts. And I, I, I believe it starts in the house of God. And so he says, that's where judgment starts. And, and so it's really important that we become a holy people and we pray for our leaders and pastors and churches that they would be holy. The second prayer is around the whole idea of spiritual hunger, the whole idea of intercession, God teaching us to pray on a whole new level. The word intercede, if you look up the English dictionary, the word intercede or intercession in the English dictionary means to act using your influence to make someone in authority forgive someone else. But the the biblical meaning, the Hebrew and Greek meaning, the Hebrew meaning means to strike upon, to strike against, uh, or to assail with a petition. Isn't that amazing? To assail, to go after it, to urge uh, when you're urging on behalf of another. That's what the word intercession means. And so this whole second prayer is around teaching us to pray. The third one is basically... Um, about love and respect for other leaders, about a deep love and respect, because we need that amongst, by this shall all men know, John said, that you're my disciples, that you have love one for another. It was lovely. Um, One of the pastors from Newton Breed of Baptist was here in her first service. I was just saying that, that it's lovely that church leaders on their sabbaticals and breaks breaks feel like they can come and and glean from here. And if you were here from another church this morning, then we love that. We want to not just love other churches, but we want to speak well of them. We have some great churches in this town and further abroad, which is beautiful. And some of my great friends are part of those churches. And that's definitely not my prayer. That's Dave's. (laughs) I'm praying for Dave's update on his computer. Um, the, the, the fourth one, the fourth one, I wondered why everybody was laughing, but um, the, the, the fourth one is, um, if you head on to the fourth one there, the fourth one is basically around rekindling a, 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 an idea to see people saved. We really want to see people one for Jesus, and that we're praying that the spiritual blindfolds be stripped off their eyes, and we need to rekindle a passion to see people saved. That's our number four one. It'll come up in a minute. There we go. Praying for people by name, which is really important. Our fifth one is basically about praying for leaders and church planting and stuff like that so that we continue to pray. We can only start as many churches as we've church planters for. And we have a great leadership track in place here that can take anybody in this church as far as they want to go from Grow to Ignite to a leadership program to an apostolic apprenticing to a church planting. We, we have a great track in place. And we can take any, any one of you as far as you want to go in that. Our sixth prayer is basically around everybody doing this in their normal life. Everyone, every day, everywhere being part of this where people start to come to know Jesus in supermarket queues, in, in school classrooms, in school courtyards, in the offices and, and building sites where it's not just about church, but it's everybody doing this 
And then our seventh one is basically praying for that outpouring of the Holy Spirit, a, a kingdom thing, not, not that we get the right motive, that we're doing it for His glory and His kingdom, not to build our own little, um, uh, our own little kingdoms that just fall and crumble. And then number eight, praying for a, a mighty move amongst the influential business leaders, people in arts and government, politicians, education, all of their, and then number nine is basically around this outpouring of, uh, uh, imagine, an, uh, imagine another Pentecost. Imagine, imagine a Sunday where 3,000 people would get saved. It's not going to happen in this building. It's not going to happen just in this building. I, I, I believe it is going to happen in this building, but you know what I mean? 3,000 people, it's going to take all of our churches. It's going to take Shalom and Cara. It's going to take, it's going to take Portadown and Lurgan. It's going to take Hill Street Presbyterian. It's going to take St. Paul's and St. Peter's. It's going to take Shankill Parish, and it's going to take all of those churches where there's a move of God unparalleled before that in our little city that people, 3,000 people would get saved unbaptized in the one day. Could you believe God for that? I'm believing God for that. And I, 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 yeah, okay. And we're just praying these prayers. Tash, you want to come? We're praying that they the move by the power of the Holy Spirit and the mighty and strong and timeless name of Jesus Christ. So what I'm going to be doing over this next season, um, for some of you in the room that I feel there's a, an intercessory gift on, I'm going to be calling on you and I'm going to be giving strategic nights where I feel that we can actually, without any glitz and glory, but where we can fall on our faces and weep and cry out to God and grab the lapels of heaven and see them pulled to earth. You up for it? You sure? Okay. Bless you. Thanks, Tash. Thank you so, so much, Phil. Can we just give Phil a round of applause? It's a great honor to be part of a church where you know that the that the leadership are men of faith and are praying. And so, Phil, we want to join you and send a massive amen to all of those prayers on the screens. As Phil said last Sunday, we shared vision with you, our hopes and our dreams, what we felt God send us for, for the nations, this nation and this church in our lives. And so we want to give you an opportunity to respond to that. It only becomes a reality when it becomes off the screens and it's outworked in our everyday lives. And two of the ways I want to give you an opportunity to respond to that this morning is through pray and through serve. We would love you to pray like you never prayed before. We'd love you to serve as part of the family here at Emmanuel Church. So I'm going to start by pray. Last week I read this quote, quiet prayer can certainly change us, but the kind of prayer that changes the world is more fight club than golf club. I think lots of us over the past while have given testimony to our times in the prayer room and even our corporate times of prayer here being so lovely. Was not a beautiful night in the presence of the Lord, and that is so, so true. But I just think the atmosphere and the tone of those needs to change a little bit where it's less golf club and more fight club. That actually when we come out of the prayer room, we come away from our corporate prayer times that we are exhausted because we have poured ourselves out of intercession and supplication. That there is tears, that we have sore knees as we've postured ourselves in the place of prayer. As we fight and we pick a fight with some stuff until we see God's kingdom come and break through in that. And so I would love for us to give testimony, not of just quiet, beautiful times of prayer, but of times of real wrestling and of pressing in in this next season. So we're asking, would you join the fight club this season? Would you join the fight club and take a slot in our prayer room as we fight to see God's kingdom come, as we fight on behalf of our friends and our family and this nation to see it ablaze with the glory of God? And so we would love for you to take a slot in the prayer room this season. How we do prayer room signups is that we are asking you to take one slot that you'll pray now until Christmas. So if I pray Thursday 4 to 5, I will pray every Thursday 4 to 
Spotify from now until Christmas. So what we ask is you go and take one of these little cards of the prayer room window and then put your name in the slot. That means that you have ownership over that R. That that's the R that you write in your diary, in pen, not pencil. It's a non-negotiable. It's something that you anchor in your week, that you navigate your life around, that you're saying, you know what, I'm going to come and I'm going to do business. I'm going to fight in that R to see God's kingdom come. So we want to ask, would you be up for doing it this year? If you aren't able to make your slot, obviously things crop up. We'd love for you to try and get someone to fill it. If not, um, speak to us and we'll try and do that for you. But we want you to take ownership of that hour. That is your hour to pray like you have never prayed before in the prayer room. We'd love to see 108 hours at least go in the prayer room. That means every slot, Monday to Saturday, from 6 a.m. to 12 midnight would be covered. I don't think that's unattainable in a church of our size. Actually, I'd be really, really saddened if we didn't reach 108 hours covered in the prayer room, and they were going to make a commitment to go 24-7 and fill those night slots. So we're in your way. Can you put in pen? That's my R in the prayer room, and that's where I'm going to go do some fight club. That's just what the prayer room looks like if you've never been in it before. It's not rocket science. It's just a room that helps to prompt you and inspire you to pray. And so we would love for you to feel of this space in our church. And then finally, we'd love for you to come to our corporate times of prayer. These are most amazing times. We have over 100 people that attend our corporate prayer times, which I just think is brilliant. But we don't want it to stay there. We would love to see over a third of our church come to corporate prayer, which would be over 200 people. We don't want just to have big prayer meetings for the sake of it, but we just realize there's power when we come together. There's power when the family gather, when people cry out to God and lift our voices in unison and oneness. And so we're not just looking to, to glorify ourselves with a big prayer meeting. We actually just know there's power in it. So we would love for you to carve this out into your diary. We'd love for you just to come to even some of them. Some of you never come to any prayer meetings. And so can you even make an effort this season to come to, to some of them? Just to, It's bi-weekly here between here and Portadown. And we'd love for you to make a commitment to pray this season. I'll finish with this question. Groanings which cannot be uttered are often the prayers that cannot be refused. Groanings which cannot be uttered are often the prayers that cannot be refused. This is the tone that we want to set in our corporate prayer times this year. That even those prayers that we can't even give voice to, that we don't even know how to articulate, that we can't give language to, that would be the place that in our groaning, in our posture, in our worship, in our oneness, that actually God cannot refuse but to move in response and an answer to them. And so, church, we're asking you to pray like you've never prayed before in this next season. And also we want to give you an opportunity to serve. Before I flick through these slides hopefully you got one of these little sheets on your seat if you didn't please put your hand up and one of the the practical serving team will give you we're going to go through this little sheet now these are all of the ministry opportunities here in Emmanuel Church for you to serve in and so what we're asking is if there's one of them that you would like to serve in tick the box then fill out your details on the back your name your number address and your signature just for GDPR purposes and so we're going to make our way through this little sheet but that's all the serving opportunities tick the box of the team that you'd like to be part of fill it in leave it at the connection point at the back but I'm going to run through these quickly there's lots more information on this sheet and some of the team leaders will be about at the end but here's some ways we'd love for you to get involved in Emmanuel Church and I want to start by saying that this is not a plea this is not me here on my hands and knees begging you to come be a part of teams here at Emmanuel Church this is an invitation it's an invitation for you to come and be part of the servanthood here in Emmanuel Church this is an invitation into servanthood. We realize that we find ourselves when we give ourselves away. And so we're inviting you to be part of this family. 
this is our family, this is our home. And just like our own homes, there's different rules and chores and tasks that each of us do. And we would love for you to take your part up here in Emmanuel Church, to, to, to respond to the invitation to allow your gifts to grow and to flourish, to respond to the invitation to come make new friends and find new family as you serve together. And we also believe that this is a massive discipleship tool. There's no better way to become like Jesus than to be with fellow brothers and sisters working on a task praying like it all depends on God and saying, God, we need you to move in these people's lives. So this is not a plea. It's an invitation to come and be part of what God's doing here in this house and taking up your role in it. I want to start with Kingdom Kids. Kingdom Kids is our P1 to P7 like Sunday school ministry that happens here on Sundays, and that's headed up by Heather Knox. Just to let you know, 17 kids have come to faith since the summertime. 17. You know, I think that deserves a round of applause. You know why 17 kids come to faith? Because faithful men and women show up each and every week to, to instill word into these kids, to, to declare destiny over them and to teach them the God story and their part to play in it. And so could you be one of the eight that would help make these teams work at full capacity this next season? The other one is Kingdom Tots and Juniors, which is our crash facility on a Sunday. Let me tell you, this is not a babysitting service. This is not just us taking our, your kids off you so that you can come and enjoy church. We are discipling these kids from 15 months because we realize that God is a destiny for them. He's already working in their lives massively. And so through craft and play and song, these kids are getting to hear the truth already. And so Lindsay needs four team members to make that team work at full capacity. Additional needs. We believe we are a church where everyone finds their place. There's no barriers. There's no expectations. No one's on the edges or unable to come and enjoy the environments that we create here. And so additional needs is something that we continue to press into where we can give one-to-one services to kids who have additional needs. And so if you have experience either through education like qualification or even parental experience in the area of additional needs, we would love for you to come and join this team. We need two more volunteers to make our additional needs team run a full capacity. Cots and Tots runs on a Monday morning. It's our mother and toddlers group. Starting tomorrow for first start first morning back of the new season. And you know what? Lindsay doesn't actually have enough volunteers to really make cots and tots happen tomorrow. Just due to circumstances, lots of team members went back to uni or work schedules have changed. Let me tell you, there's over 100 mums and kids in here. It's a bit crazy and it's a bit chaotic, but it's one of the biggest missional frontiers that we have in our church. It's one of the ways that we can be most evangelistic. It's one of the points of the week there's more people from outside of our church in this building than actual church family. And so I can't stress the need to have volunteers here to journey alongside, to have a cup of tea, to sit down beside someone, to talk to them and introduce them to Jesus. And so Lindsay needs four volunteers to make Cots and Tots run a full capacity. Junior drop-in happens on a Tuesday. It's our after school club for P4 to P7s. They do homework and fun and games. Just another part of our discipleship strategy for kids that they would have an environment throughout the week and not just on Sundays. And they need three for that. Tea and toast, we all benefit from it. As we're a multi-service church, that time in the middle between 9.30 and 11.30 is super key for us just to maintain relationship and family. And so um, I head up that team, but we need two more volunteers just to make tea and toast teams run at full capacity so that everyone get their tea and everyone can get their toast and it all runs smooth. Evening tea then happens before our Sunday service, headed up by Helen, and they need two just to make that happen. Podcasts and live streams, a massive resource here we have at Emmanuel Church with many of you availing from and many people in the surrounding areas and other churches gleaming from as well. And so if you have computer skills, we will train you in how all of the equipment works. This is headed up by Chrissy Bird. And so he needs one more team member to make that happen. But it's a massive asset for us and a massive resource that we want to keep giving away all that God is doing. I think you would agree that we have amazing teaching here at Emmanuel Church that lots of people want to access. And so this is a really amazing team to be part of. 
Graphic design, we launched our new rebrand last week, which is absolutely amazing. Natalie heads up this team and does an amazing job, but would love some volunteers to come alongside. We'd love to stress that we'd love for you to be efficient in Adobe Illustrator and design and Photoshop and have graphic design experience. But if you've got that sort of skill, come and be part of the team here. It's an increasingly bigger role and task here as church continues to grow. And so we'd love some people to come alongside Nat in that. Photo and video then, if you are sitting on a secret scale of photo or video, we would love to know. Unfortunately, you need your own equipment and we would say experience is necessary, but we would love to really avail of that skill and we'd love for you to make yourself known to us. Sound then, for the guys, the legends at the back that make all of this happen on a Sunday is headed up by Matt Duke and he needs two. Experience is desirable if you know, have an eye and an ear for all of that, but also there'll be training alongside of that. Worship then. We are obviously open always for instruments and anyone with vocal ability who'd love to come and be part of our worship teams. But this season, we're specifically asking for electric and bass guitars. And so if you've got a, a skill in that, if you want to dust off the guitar somewhere, maybe it's a skill you haven't used in years, why not come be part of the worship team? There is an addition, small addition process, and that's not like the X Factor or anything, just to see how you would gel and what team and all of that you would fit in. But as always, our worship team are open and we'd love for you to come and be part of the worship and culture and community here at Emmanuel. Prayer ministry then, the guys who do amazing work and standing beside in many seasons of our lives, headed up by Paul McElwee, and Paul needs six team members to make that happen. Just to let you know, prayer ministry is available at all of our services down in the back corner. They would love to pray with you and stand with you in whatever season of life that you find yourself in. Welcome team, then. These are the face, the face of Emmanuel Church here, the people of the, the people that people first meet as they come through the door. And so they need three more people just to make those teams work at full capacity. It's a really important role. It's not just a smile. It actually puts people at ease and makes them feel there's a place here for them. Practical serving team then. These are the guys that will show you to your seats. Put your seats out. We'll reset and rearrange all of this on a Sunday. And so that's headed up by John Guy. And they need three more um, people to make that happen. Car park team, as you know, as I said, we're a multi-service church, so we have a 9.30 and 11.30. The car park in between those two times is absolutely hectic. There's people reversing and people trying to find spaces, and there's kids running out. It's all a bit crazy and sometimes dangerous, and so we would love to just really grow this team to help people show where there's free car parking spaces to make sure the kids are being looked out, just to kind of patrol the area, and so maybe you could be part of that team with Lee, Sarah, and Stu. English lessons happen on Tuesday night. Barbara heads that up. They had over 60 people at register on Tuesday night pass from all different nationalities and language backgrounds, and so it's more of a friend, and you don't need to be an expert in English. You just need to be really welcoming and really friendly, and it's on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Connect Cafe then. This is actually for Connect Cafe on a Friday and not our normal Wednesday environments. As you know, Nicola stood here last week and said she would love church to be open for a point of reference for people Monday to Friday. And suppose it's the first step in that is actually making sure that church is open and available to people most days of the week. And so coming towards the end of October, early November, Connect Cafe on a Friday is starting. And she would love 12 volunteers. The reason it's so high is just because it's a brand new team. And so if you could be part of the Connect Cafe and making our church available and accessible and open to people another day of the week, then please do think about that. Another one is Renew. Last year and then in this rolling year, Renew was able to clothe 300 people and give 27 kids a school uniform. I just think that's absolutely amazing. And a credit to Nicola. And the thing is, we would love to not have to clothe anyone in our community. That's the dream. 
that everyone would be thriving and life and that we wouldn't have to. But the reality is there's such a need in our community for it at the minute. And so they would love 10 volunteers to help with the sorting of clothes on a Thursday, either in the morning or the evening, whatever slot would suit you. It's a big job. You guys are so generous. Clothes donations come in here in large quantities. And then as the seasons change, all of the summer clothes are coming out now. All the winter clothes are coming in, making sure they're clean and they're um, actually usable. Also put them into age categories and genders and all of that. So it's a way bigger job than what you might think. And so that's why we need a big team to make it happen. Street evangelism with our one and only Dixie. Dixie can be found in the streets of Lurgan Monday and Thursday, 11 to 3, and on Friday nights at 8 to 10. If you would like to be part of that team, and especially if you're female and could help Dixie out and been able to have more intentional conversations with ladies on the streets, it's hard as a, as a guy just walking up to that, we would love for you to be part of it. And so if you're passionate about telling people of Jesus, if you're passionate about this town and see people's stories change, we would love you to be part of what Dixie's doing on our streets here really leading the way in that and then finally this was a last minute one so it's not on the sheets vital is our friday night first to third year program the reason this was the late one was because on friday night 104 first to third years showed up here so this is a bit of a a crisis one where they realize if they continue to have 104, there's not enough volunteers to make that happen. So this literally was James's face on Friday night when, when 104 young people showed up. And so if you would like to be part of that ministry on Friday nights from 8 to 10, working with first to third years, then please just do write it on the back somewhere here and we will follow you up. I think that's all of our servant opportunities here at Emmanuel Church. Tick the box in the ministry that you'd like to be part of. Fill out your details. Give it into the connection point at the back. Remember, this is an invitation, not a plea. Can we all um, sort of support and show our, our, our appreciation for Tosh and all that she does? It is no easy task. It is no easy task to assemble and encourage 600 people to get in, engaged with church service. And uh, she organizes it and organizes the rotas. And it's just a wee job that nobody really sees happens. And it's hard work and not always the most glorious job. So... Well done, Tash. Okay. Ooh, there's a word called give on the screen. I would prefer not to use it. But I'm hoping that it's not about me begging you to give in the next few moments. It's actually about you seeing an opportunity to where your treasure is, your heart will be also. And we want your heart. We don't necessarily want your money. Because your money will flow where your heart is, is after. So hey, I'm here. Some of you know um, I'm an architect. I'm a work in an architect's office. But that's not why I'm standing here about the big church give um, on two Sundays time. When we're asking you to go over and above your tithes and offerings to give towards the building project. I'm not here because I'm, I'm, I'm helping Stuart Cousins from the management team deliver and lead this work. I'm here because I'm an elder in this church and I'm a leader in this house. And I want to lead you guys into something that's a great opportunity to partner with the vision of what our staff and our leaders within this place are doing. So will you bear with me a couple of minutes just while I do that? But before we ask anyone for any money, I know if I was in your seat, I would say, well, what do you want my money for? And I just want you to know why, which is really more important than the figure. So why? Why is because of several needs. Um, there's many things operating in church, and we'll talk about them quickly, but one of them is Lynx. Lynx, you may know, is our counseling service. It's a separate charitable entity, 
but it is part of the ministries of this church. It's an integral part of who we are. They're working and using and have been our building in and amongst all the youth rooms down in the underground area. It is not suitable for the size that God has actually grown this ministry into. There is rooms that are beside dance studios and beside youth rooms. There's clashes with what people are doing. There's just, it's just not right that we're counseling on intimate issues when there's children and young people across the corridor um, wanting to have fun and be vibrant and loud and all of those sorts of things. So we need a new counseling center, which is going to be on the first floor in a prominent location for the whole town to know where it is. You've been in our foyer, you were there earlier, it's round, it's uncomfortable, many people don't like it. Um, and we want to try and facilitate that. So we are looking to make it bigger. We're looking to make a new entrance so that you come through the retail lobby where you go up to Sports Direct and you're coming back in through there. We're going to make the lobby bigger, or our, our foyer bigger. We're going to take the prayer room away from where it is and make a new prayer room because that's responding to the need and some of the feedback. We want it to be close to the front door. We want it that you don't have to walk through a big dark building at nighttime. We want it that if you want to do a whiz when you're in the prayer room, that you actually have a toilet within the room and you're not walking through a big building in the middle of the night. We also want it in a location that actually other churches and other Christians can come and use. So that's part of the work. We're about wanting to bring life to the city. We're wanting to bring newness. We're wanting to bring freshness. We're wanting to bring hope. And we've got one of the most hopeless looking buildings in the whole of the town. It's tired. The paint's flaking. Some windows are red. Some windows are green. Some windows are gray. Um, it's just horrible looking. We're not going to redo the whole front of it, but we're going to tidy it up and make it, make it a lot nicer than it is. The lobby is like something from the 80s. You'd expect Marty Timlin to be walking out of it with dreadlocks and bell bottoms uh, or fill with her, but we're actually going to actually, we're going to take it and we're going to redecorate it. You're not going to trip walking up the stairs and you want to know something? We're the landlords. We own that part of the building. We should be making it the best for our tenant, Sports Direct, and that the people that are going there are experiencing one of the best, not a second rate. And then there's the old decaf unit, which is the glass box up in the corner that you see. It's been a cafe, it's been neglected, and we haven't used it, albeit there's been a cafe rented in it for a while. In 2002, I never met Jill, Phil's wife who died. I never met her. But I'm actually part of the walking out the vision that God placed in her heart for the life of this church. And her and Phil in 2002 stood in that room up in the corner and dreamt what could be. So we're now reclaiming that room for the uses of the church. It's going to be used for multi-use things. Things like Compassion Cafe. We listened last week about Nicola and the compassion work and wanting to develop that. And that to be every day. Well, maybe that is the case, but this is now a space where she's going to be able to use. Our kids' work is groaning across our building. Our youth work is groaning across our building. Um, Katie's going to come up in a moment and share about that. Um, and you'll hear more around that. Laura will also share a wee bit about links as well. But we are only using buildings as a tool. We are not building fancy buildings to make a statement. They are only a tool in our armory to reach out to our town. So what are we believing for? As a leadership, we have believed for this. Wow, 500,000. You want to know something? It's not that much. And I'm going to show you how it's not that much. 
when we all get involved. And it's an opportunity not to turn off and not to say, you begging, are you going to use scripture to leave our money out of me? No, it's an opportunity for you to pour in your heart into the church and what it's doing. The Lord will open up his good treasury. I'm not trying to do it. The Lord's going to do it. To give you rain in your land in season. This is the season. You all seen it last week when we gathered as a family. You all know the town's crying out for the Christians to get mobilized and reach. And to bless the work of your hands. You know, we want to bless the work of our core team and our, our staff team's hands as they're working like Nicola and others. And you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. We don't want to go to the bank. We're happy that you're going to pledge some money and we'll go to you for the next year or five years to get that from you. But we're not going to go to the bank because we believe God's treasury is actually right in front of us here. I want to help you make that practical. So don't turn off. This is for everybody. From the person who's making the hundreds of thousands to the person who's collecting a check from the DHSS and just making ends meet. It's all relative, and God is the same through it all. It's just about perspective. So is there heart, your heart? So open up the good treasury. If five people, there's 600 people in our three services over a Sunday in Lurgan. If five people give 25,000, if five people give 10,000, you're going to say, Warwick, hold on, these are big figures. But there is people that God has blessed us with in, our, in, in these seats right now who can do this. If five people give seven and a half thousand, if ten people give five thousand, if ten people give two and a half thousand, sacrifice your holiday next year for the kingdom. If fifty people give a thousand, one less new iPhone for the next two years. If a hundred people give five hundred, if two hundred people give two hundred and fifty, if a hundred people give a hundred, if a hundred people give fifty. That's a Chinese less in a family of four over a month if you're doing a Friday night Chinese as many do. That suddenly gives us 452,500 in our hand from the people of this church family. The Bible says, give unto Caesar what is due to Caesar. And we're all given our taxes. But the beauty is we have a way for Caesar to give back to the kingdom. So that's through gift aid. So if we get 25% gift aid on that, it's £113,000. And suddenly we've got £565,000 to do the work. But this is the beauty. Because we're working really hard to keep everything really cost effective and do the best with the least, it's what we can do with the last part of this verse. And you shall lend to many nations. Our church in Portadown is going to need a facility. It's going to need chairs. Shalom is doing some work. Kara is going to need to do some work. We have Tobar family doing other things. There is all across this nation the need, and we want to be generous. So we're asking you, where your treasure is, your heart is also. We don't want your money, because your money will follow where your heart is. We want your heart planted and in this church. Is Katie here? Yes, sorry, Katie. Hi, everyone. Um, 
Um, it's really good to be here this morning. Um, so I'm just going to share why getting that extra space, especially in the decaf area, will just be such a benefit to like our kids and our youth. Um, because we just need space, basically. Sometimes on Friday nights and everything else, it feels like we're all fighting over space. And it's like, I want there, I want there. Because sometimes we're overlapping loads and it's just we're all contending for the same space. But what we really want to do in this season, we're so, so excited for this season, especially like... Um, Obviously, I'm speaking from the youth perspective. We just really want to go after a real move of God in our young people. We want to create spaces where actually the Spirit of God is just going to come and change and rise up a generation. And so we just need the space to do that. So we're going to be investing in a load of things um, over this year in particular, especially for like our fourth years up. We're going to be doing leadership development programs. We're going to um, lay and the guys there taking young worshippers so that they can lead the house here in worship too, because we know that actually God wants to use these guys right here and right now, not when they turn 18 and over and so we would just um, really really love to be able to just have extra space to be able to do those things and especially our for our Friday night environments too where we're just longing to see an outbreak of of all those things that God wants to give out to see young people like grow in their giftings to step up and serve in that way to see like him heal young people and just to birth something in them where they go back to their schools where they go to their families and actually they just see the kingdom come and so basically I'm not saying much because literally all I need to say is like we would just really love space because we need space because we want to create space for Jesus to come. So that's basically what our heart is. So I'm going to hand over to Laura. Yeah, uh, I'm here. I, I head up Links Counseling Service and we are part of the first phase of getting the new building work done. Um, God has placed a huge vision on our heart. We have seen phenomenal growth over the last three years alone, um, where now we have reached capacity. We cannot... Um, grow any more than what we already have in our current facilities so uh, thankfully God has just given us so much favor we've journeyed um, with close to a thousand people um, through personal therapy and uh, we have made some strategic developments to be able to grow our service even further so the new building for us is very exciting um, we are now being kind of taken from the underground and, and brought into uh, the upper level so um, and we've got extra room so where we had four rooms, we're now going to have seven rooms. And yes, we've grown in numbers, but really what we're going to gain is um, a really quality uh, building that will honour the clients that we see. Um, for instance, it will reflect the value and professionalism that we want to give to clients, um, including privacy. <laughs> I mean, you might take it for granted, but when someone's really vulnerable and in a place where they're meeting really heart-to-heart -heart with their counsellor, it is so important that we value the space by having a secure and private space for those people. We want to enhance our profile in the community. No one knows where we're at, where we currently are. You might not know where we're at, but we're down a little rabbit hole at the end of the underground and um, no one can see us. So for us to have grown to where we've got today um, with a waiting list of eight to 10 weeks, there's 87 people currently on our waiting list and we have service level agreements with GP surgeries, with primary schools, and we want to grow that provision. Um, we have uh, increased our number by 125% over the last three years. Um, we can't stay where we're at. So for us to get a new building where people can see where to find us is, is going to really enhance our profile. 
Um, as I said, we want to make a safe and adequate building before clients and our counsellors, um, knowing that no one can interfere or not anyone can just access our building without an appointment is really important for us ethically as well. We want to increase our ability to offer more sessions. So we're going to have seven rooms um, as opposed to four. And at the moment, um, we're fighting over the rooms. So we've been trying to crawl offices and all back to be able to make clients in. Um, we want to increase our ability to grow our income, so we will be able to um, hire out rooms for use to allow the income to come in to support clients who can't afford the service. And we want to make it accessible to all people. And that's the thing about our vision is we're wide. And we don't want people who feel like I can't afford counselling, therefore I can't get the support that I need. And maybe go to the trust and they're not severe enough to be seen by the trust. And then people are just stuck. We want to make it accessible. We want to say no matter what income you have, you're welcome here and we will give you an excellent service. And we want to deliver training and programs, uh, really diversifying our services that we offer. Um, there's so much growth to be had, and we're excited about the next season that we're in. So your money and your time and your heart is really important to us. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Just one last thing just to say on the give section, Lenny had asked me just to make this known as well. Just with all of the church finances, all our finances are, are audited by Daily Park. Uh, we have a management team uh, around us as well that protect our, our finances that you give in week upon week. Um, and the structures are in place for accountability and transparency for us. And just to say as well, if any of you would like to see the church accounts, uh, they're available for anybody at any stage. We have full transparency right across the board with all of our accounts. Just two things just to say on this. Lenny's going to be at the back at the end. We would love you, as you can see with, with works, uh, details that he had, gifted is something that is crucial for us as a church in terms of the work that we're doing. If you're a taxpayer, we would love you to please gift aid any of the givens that you give here. You can get these down at the back as well. And we would love to encourage you just even in terms of your giving that you give on a monthly basis. This is something I began practicing because it was one of those ones I, I realized that I was just forgetting to bring my money. Do you know the way you would give it at the start of the month and the first Sunday of the month, I forgot to bring it. And the second Monday of the month, I forgot to bring it. And the third Monday of the month, or third Sunday of the month, sorry, it just got a wee bit tight. <laughs> and then you were choosing whether you should bring it or not. And for me, it was the principle actually of just doing this. I set up a standing order um, so that it comes out at the start of the month. So we'd really love to encourage you. These are both down at the back. Lanny's going to have those. And then finally, as, as the guys come up just with the worship worship team, uh, we're going to respond to this now just in terms of, of live. We, we shared short-term aims last week as a church we want to go after. And one of them was around this in terms of our discipleship, how we follow Jesus in all of life. A big aspect and part of discipleship is making disciples. It's evangelism. And so one of the short-term aims we had was this to release a fresh wave of everyone, every day, everywhere. We, these ping pong balls that William put in at the front, this cylinder here that's full of the orange ping pongs, these are people that we are praying for, that we want to see the kingdom of God break into people's lives. If I'm being honest, I suppose one of the things as we've had conversations about this, it almost feels like it's just become so familiar to us. I think week after week after week, when we first re released the ping pong balls, there was there was a, a lot of energy about it back at the time. And it seems self-included. It just seems to have slowed down. And it's one of those ones we were just almost just to, to reimagine it again. And so what you have in your seat um, are, are these cards 
Um, it's cut, it says my five on one side. And what we would love you to do, I'm just going to leave just space here. Uh, I, I would love you just and to take this away with you, to take it home. We would love you to be praying. So it says two things in the back, to pray. How we live as part of this church. We would love you to pray and ask the Lord for five names. Five people who don't yet know Jesus that in this season we're just going to be intentional about, about really praying that God would just come into their lives, that their lives would be transformed and won by the love of Jesus. But over and above it, rather than just simply praying, we're going to have the boldness to share Jesus with people in this season. And I would love you to take this and to reflect on it just with the power and the help of the Holy Spirit in this season, that this is how together, us as a church community, we're going to commit ourselves just to see this, this city changed. Lives won and transformed by the love of Jesus. Just before the guys come to worship, I love us just to take a minute just in stillness, can we? You have this sheet that Tash has, has given out on your seat. We would love you to respond to this today. We're a family. As Tasha said, we would love you, we'd love to just simply invite you to be part of the family and what we do. And, and so we would love you to, to respond to this today. This one is for you to take away and to really prayerfully allow the Lord just to speak to you uh, on your own about this. We would love you to respond to this white sheet today. And just even as the guys are coming, I would just love you, if you can, even in this act of worship, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings during this song as well. Um, if, if you're ready to give those in through the baskets, will be going up and down the aisles. But we would love you to respond to this. Please fill this out today and give it to the guys on the way out. Uh, and let's just do this for the sake of King Jesus, can we? This is all for him and his glory. And uh, so let's, let, let's stand actually with me just as we go into worship. Let's stand. Holy Spirit, all of this is just words without your life-giving power. And so Holy Spirit, we just pray, God, into every one of these acts of service within the family. We just pray, God, that you would just speak to hearts and minds, God, in the room this morning. God, as we look down each and every one of them, I thank you that you've gifted us all, made us all individually unique. But God, we've all got something that we can do. We've all got somewhere that we can contribute. We've all got somewhere that we can play. So Holy Spirit, even as we finish this day, would you just speak to us? God, we want to give our lives in this moment, we want our lives to count for you. Just allow the Holy Spirit just to speak to you just this morning and ask this one question, God, what is it that I can do? Come Holy Spirit. So Father, as we give on to you now in, in an act of worship, God, with the words of a song, God, as we give on to you, Father, just even in, in tithes and offerings, God, this is all again just because of your goodness to us. We love you. Thank you. We've got a song to sing. Be blessed in this act, we pray right now. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. For more information about our church and all that we do, please visit our website at emmanuel-church.co.uk.